Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I am so excited. Today, we have Grace Troutman on the show, and she is a Midwest-based destination wedding photographer and business educator. She started shooting about six years ago and has traveled everywhere from Iceland to Washington. She used to live in California, but now Iowa has called her home, and she is determined to live a life of travel while still being close to her friends and family. If she's not out shooting with her team or teaching other creatives, you can can find her sipping sour beer with her husband or playing with her babies um, or playing babies, playing not multiple babies. You're playing <laughs> babies with your two-year-old daughter, Pfeiffer, which is the cutest name, and you are an Enneagram two wing three, which I love to hear. I actually don't know that much about Enneagrams, but I like learning other people. Yes. Grace, yes, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I am so pumped to be here. I'm so excited to have you on here. I like found your account. I don't even remember when I found your account. I know it was in 2020 and I just love everything about it. You're so fun. You're so real. You're just like all the things I love about social media, which is like showing pretty things, but being helpful to other people and like being very real and transparent, which I just adore. Yes. Thank you. It's been a journey, but like, that's one of the main things that I've always wanted to be is like, you know, quote unquote, authentic, um, trendy, yes. authentic, um, but, but really just like showing the raw side of life because we all have it. We just like to show the pretty side more often. Right. Yes. Yes. And I love the balance of the two. And I actually like was thinking about this a lot today that like, it's okay for Instagram to be like a highlight reel, but it's also like, okay to show the nitty gritty. And like, I think just taking away like the stigma and like the, I don't know, I think we like to kind of demonize like social media a little bit. And I think if you use it intentionally, like you do, it can be such a beautiful thing. Agree. Absolutely. And you know, like filtering out the things and people that don't make you feel like your best self and like that you can't show up like authentically I think like that's a good thing to do is like get rid of those things that you can't yeah yeah and just like stick with the accounts at that you know make you feel good and make you feel like you can show up and that's what I've been doing and that's basically what I try to be for people while I'm on the app I love that, Kate. Well, I'm like so excited to talk to you about Instagram a little bit later because I love the way you run your social media. Um, But to start out, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you. How did you get started in photography? How did you get started in education? Because I always love hearing people's journey from photography to education. I think it's such a fun one. Um, Yeah, just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, it's a little bit of a long story, but... um... So I actually grew up in Iowa and I went to college here and I actually met my husband here and we decided, you know, as we were dating that we both kind of loved to travel and loved the adventure lifestyle. Um, and after he, I graduated, um, cause he's a four years older than I am. So after I graduated, we both decided that we didn't want to live in Iowa anymore. So he took a job in Arizona and we moved there for a little bit and I had graduated with photography and marketing. So that's kind of like where I was at. Yeah. And I loved photography. I actually just never wanted to be a photographer. I wanted to work more in like the digital advertising space, um, for like, you know, a smaller business or something like that or an agency. Um, but I I was like, I don't want to be a wedding photographer. Wedding photographers are sellouts, um, because that's what I was Mm -hmm. taught. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's wedding photography is always kind of pitched. I feel like as the sellout. 
Yes. Yes. And I remember my professor in college was like, no, you should never be a wedding photographer. And I, that stuck with me and I was like, okay, fine. I won't be a wedding photographer. Um, but when we moved to Arizona, we were only there for four months cause I absolutely hated it. Uh, it was way too hot. It was way too hot for me. Um, we moved in June and stayed till October. So it was like 120 every day. It was awful. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> like melting steering wheels. It was I was so going to say, I feel like every time it's like summer and I see those videos of trash cans melting on the streets yeah. in Arizona, I'm like, count me out. I'm not going yeah. there. I'm not living there. <laughs> I could not do it. Yes. And it was the, like the first time we had moved away from home. So I was, you know, like having a hard time with that. Um, but I started picking up like random shoots there. I was serving um, and I had just like transferred over from where I was working at Iowa and I moved over to Arizona, the restaurant there. And um, I was just serving. And then I started picking up like senior sessions, family sessions there. And I was like, well, this is fine for some extra money, uh, but still kind of had the back of, in the back of my head. Like I still wanted to work for that digital advertising agency or something. So um we actually decided to pick up and move to California after four months. It was either that or move home. And I think we weren't quite ready to, you know, call it in and pack mm-hmm. it up. Um, so we moved over to California and we moved to Temecula and it's kind of between San Diego and LA. So yeah, yeah, we were there for about two years, but while I was there, I actually worked for a post-processing company. So, um, I was on the phone with photographers, you know, chit chatting about like what they wanted their their images to look like, how they wanted them edited. I was doing editing. And at one point, like I I was there for about a year and I think it was around like the, I don't know, the six to eight month mark where I was like, this is not for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I do not want to work in an office. I do not like sitting here from nine to five and the commute was terrible. It was like in San Diego. So I had like an hour and a half drive and a two hour drive home. It was so bad. So, um, I started actually second shooting for a photographer in LA and it, that was quite a jaunt too from Temecula to the top of it. Yeah, like, so, oh my gosh. Yeah, that would take forever. Yeah. yeah, like driving all the way through LA. Yeah, it was a lot. But I was like, this is so cool. Um, because I was, you know, I'm from a small, very small town in Iowa. Uh, there's like, I don't know, like 200 people there, maybe. Um, so it's, it's really small. Um, and going from that to like shooting weddings in Malibu, it was wild. Yeah, that's um, so fun. Like jaw on the floor. Like people were spending money that I didn't even know like existed. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So um, after that, I started like really getting into it and being like, this is actually really fun. And I don't know why my professor didn't want me to do this, but this is super fun. And I started second shooting a lot more. And then I just made an Instagram page and made a Facebook page and started just telling everyone that I wanted to shoot weddings, that I wanted to shoot literally anything at that point. And I basically had people start flying me back to Iowa to shoot weddings. Oh, amazing. Because like I knew everyone in Iowa, like that's where I went to school and I had a lot of connections back there and I didn't really know how to get my name out when I was in California because Instagram really wasn't 
that big yet. We were all still sharing pictures of our food um, and like not caring. But amazing. Uh, yes. Back in the days of like, I just remember wanting like my post to get 11 likes. So it would turn yes. to 11 instead of yes. people's names. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And like the Valencia filter, like everyone used Yes. It. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I was like, okay, this is super cool. Um, and at one point I was like, this is something that I do want to pursue along with getting a quote unquote real job. So we ended up moving back to Iowa about four or five years ago now. And, um, now like when we got back here, I was like, okay, I'm still going to get the job, you know, like the real job. And I applied and applied and applied. And I think I had about 10 interviews and I had been turned down for all of the jobs, all of them. They were like, Oh, you sound great, but no. And at one point I was like, okay, this is a sign. I have to dive in. I have to just like go full board for my, you know, photography business and just dive right into it. And at that point I had about nine weddings booked and I was still serving. But at the end of that year, I actually quit my serving job and just like went in full time and ended booking up like 30 weddings the next year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just taken off from there. I love that. Okay. That so how you've been full time for how many years now? Officially five, I believe. Oh, that's not track. So fast. <laughs> I know it really does like move so weirdly and quickly. Um, okay, so I would love to know because this is something that like I hear a lot in my mentorships, or mm-hmm. I think people get really hung up in, in the wedding industry is like they want to move to these like bigger places. Like they want to move to places with good wedding budgets, with a big wedding industry, like California or, you know, Mm -hmm. New York, Vermont, these like very quintessential like places that have really good wedding industries. And so I don't hear often people moving from these places (laughs) to like smaller states. And obviously that's worked so well for you. So I would love to know Mm -hmm. like one how that kind of dynamic was going full-time in an industry that I don't know that much about Iowa, but, but I'm like, does that mean that it, I'm Nobody assuming does. it's not like, it, yeah, I was like, I'm assuming it's because people don't really like do destination weddings in Iowa that often. Right. Um, right. so going full-time in an industry that maybe doesn't have a huge wedding industry, how was that? Like, how did it feel going full-time when there might not be like the biggest industry in the state that you are currently in? So, um, a little bit about like Midwest wedding culture here. So weddings are insane. So you, you typically get married between the ages of like 21 to 28. Um, we tend to get married like right after college, you know, a couple years after college and it's, they're huge parties. So there, there is a big wedding culture here, but it's very traditional in the sense that like you have to invite literally everyone, you know. Oh, so, wow. oh yes. So like typical weddings are between, I would say like around 300 people ish. <gasps> what? That's the average. I'm like, yes. that's so many people. Yes. Yeah. Average. And like, yeah, that's like a typical wedding, like size here. Like my biggest wedding that I ever shot, they invited a thousand and eight hundred <gasps> came. <laughs> what the thought of being in I'm like what kind of venue was how did that logistically even work right um it was like a big hall type of thing oh my um gosh. 
Yeah. So there is a big like wedding culture here, but the thing is that I wanted to bring to the table was destination weddings. Mm. So a lot of people here don't think about having a destination wedding because of that culture. It's so like rooted in tradition of having like, you know, the Catholic ceremony and um, like a big party for everyone to, to attend and all that stuff. So when I moved back here, my husband moved back here, we made a promise to ourselves that we would continue to travel and continue to explore and have those like adventurous lifestyle moments of like getting out of Iowa. So I was like, okay, then I want to shoot more destination work and like gear my work towards destination weddings. So I've tried to really bring to the table that like you can have a beautiful wedding day somewhere else in the world. It doesn't have to be in Iowa. And I think, you know, or or in the Midwest or whatever. And I think a lot of people, it's kind of opened their eyes to like what the possibility of a wedding day can be and what it can look like. And it doesn't have to be 300 people. It could be 25, you know, Mm -hmm. up in the mountains in Colorado or, or, you know, on the beach somewhere else. Um, So that's what I really wanted to bring here. And I think I've done a pretty good job at that because I'm definitely known as like more of a destination wedding photographer than a Midwest photographer. Than a Midwest. I love that. So how did you kind of, when you're building this business that's more destination built, when you're in Iowa, you're kind of like, to me, it sounds like that probably wasn't very common for people to be pushing destination weddings in Iowa. What was kind of like at the foundation of your business as you like led into this? Like, do you have kind of like a driving force behind your business? It feels like travel is probably a big one, but do you have any others as well? Yeah, travel and, and truthfully, like I didn't have a wonderful planning experience when I got married. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of ups and downs. It was, it was really wild. So I wanted to give my couples like the best experience that they could have ever. So I do a lot for them in, in the name of service and making sure that they do have like a great experience that they can lean on me or come to me like with anything that they need, whether that's like finding cute ring boxes on Etsy or something, or if I have recommendations for other vendors to use or putting together a timeline for them, I absolutely want to step in and do that stuff for them so they can't have an amazing experience. But that along with travel, yes. I love that. Wait, I think that's so beautiful too because I think that's one thing that sometimes gets neglected a little bit in our industry right now. Like people are so hung up on like what the wedding is going to look like and what it's going to be like or like Instagram marketing, any form of marketing that they just kind of forget to think about their client's actual experience and like what the foundation of their experience is with you. So I'd love to know... I have like a couple, a couple of fun questions, Um, but with your client experience, I'd love to know like what's, how you kind of preface things with your clients. Like when someone's looking into hiring Grace T photography, like what do they know they're going to get? Like what is kind of like at the core of your client experience? Yeah, I, I used to tell them and still kind of do sometimes that they're getting a BPF, a best photographer friend. Cute. <laughs> so just because like I want to go get a beer with them and wedding plan, like go sit down and like have a beer and hang out. Um, it's it's more like a an experience where I'm here for them, like as someone that they know and trust and love and and not just like a random stranger, like telling them mm-hmm. things. Um, so it it really is like a connection type of thing for me. And I do very well with that. I'm, 
I'm very much a people person. So I need to do that for me as well. Like with my couples, like I need to like connect with them on a certain level for me to be like fully invested on their wedding day. Cause you know, you, I'm sure you've shot those weddings where you're like, I barely know this couple and like, I like don't connect with their wedding day and like what's happening. And so I need to get to a certain level with them so I can actually like give them the best images that I can give. Yeah. I love that. No, I think that's, and I always tell people, I'm like, you have to, you have to at least talk to your clients a couple times, like regardless of your personality type or the way that you run your business. Like I'm less of a like friend-based photographer, but I'm like, I have to talk to my couples at least a couple times, like face-to-face or on Zoom or whatever. Um, just because it's like, you're going to be with them more than they're with each other, most likely. Right. So you have to have some form of connection. Um, so I would love to know as someone who I'm not pretty like introverted. So I I never really pitched that like I am the photographer that yeah. will go here with you and like hang out with you a ton before because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just personally don't operate that way. How do you, cause I'm like, you do that. You're an educator. You're a mom. You're a like wife. Like you're all <laughs> these, you have so many roles. So how do you balance like this really beautiful, like relationship based business that requires a lot of your time while also being each of those roles, taking care of yourself? Like what does kind of the behind the scenes look like for you? Oh yeah. Um, so I learned this the hard way and got very burnt out <laughs> like the <Yeah>. first <laughs> couple years that I did this and it was so much for me. Um, but before I got pregnant when we were like really diving into like the possibility of having a baby, I was like, I need help. Like I need help in so many ways. And I also need boundaries. So, and cause I had no boundaries before this. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, text me at 11 PM and I'll answer. So yeah. like, that is not who I am anymore. I definitely set boundaries. And if someone like emails me past like 8 PM, I'm not going to get to it. So I'll get to it the next day. It's fine. You know, it's not an emergency. If, if it's literally just asking a couple questions, they can wait for, you know, a few hours. So, um, it's that setting boundaries and also getting the help. Like I absolutely need help. My daughter goes to daycare. My husband helps a lot with that. And then, um, you know, having a virtual assistant, having someone who helps me edit like all of the things. So it's, it's creating, you know, a space for me to thrive, but also not being so overwhelmed that I'm like drowning in all of the things. Mm-hmm. So how did that, cause you kind of have, Tell me about your team, right? Because you do have a team under your business now. So what does that look like? So I have a team of associates. So they actually take on wedding days for me under my brand. um, And it's kind of growing. In that way, we have three as of now. um, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, it's been good. And then we actually hired on um, two full-time second shooters. So that's been fun too, just to have like a constant person always second shooting for us, or we Mm -hmm. know who's going to be second shooting. And then um, I have an editor and I also have a virtual assistant. So it's, it's taken a while to get to this point, but I'm finally to the point where I'm like, okay, like I feel good in this space where I'm not so overwhelmed with all, all of the business things and wearing all of the hats. Yeah. And I think that's something that people undervalue. I know I even undervalue it sometimes because I'm like, it's my baby. It's my business. Like I want to have my hands in everything and like make sure everything's going exactly how I wanted. Um, How did you, when starting to build this team, 
what was kind of like the breaking point for you, Salash? How did you know like what you wanted to have covered by other people? Yeah. So the first thing to go was editing because, you know, shooting 30 weddings a year, I was so overwhelmed. And so working for a post-processing company, they had taught me to edit very, very quickly. So I was like, you know, zooming through weddings. I would shoot a wedding Saturday and get it done and edited and sent out by Thursday. What? So, yes. And that was in the world. (laughs) I could never. (laughs) Yes. And it was like, I wouldn't tell my couples that they would be getting a wedding, you know, immediately, but that's just like how I was working. And I, like in my mind, I like can't move on to the next task without getting that done because I know it's on my plate. So I would be doing that while shooting like smaller sessions, like anywhere from like two to four sessions a week, um, as well as, you know, responding to inquiries, emails, phone calls, all of that. And like, that was my breaking point that year. Yeah, she broke me. And by the end of like November, I was so burnt out. I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore because I, I don't know if this is sustainable. I can't even like keep up. Um, and I was glued to my computer because I was editing so much and, um, just like stuck doing that. So actually that was the first thing that I was like, okay, I need help with this so I can actually like focus on doing things like educating or, um, you know, kind of branching over there or like actually showing up on Instagram and all of that stuff. So that was the first thing that I needed help with. I love that. No. And I think burnout is... (laughs) burnout is always a motivator for something to like majorly shift. That's what I always tell people when they come to me about burnout. I'm like, you have to change something big time. Like that's basically all burnout is, is that you've pushed it to the absolute limit. Something big has to change. Um, Okay. So now you have all these like kind of like the grunt work, the behind the scenes kind of taken care of by this team. So what are kind of the things that you are currently keeping in your personal hands in your business right now? Like, what do you love to put your energy into in your business? Yeah. So I love, love, love showing up every day. Like I said, I'm a people, people, pleaser, people person. So on Instagram, like Instagram is my jam. So I'll be out here just chit chatting on my stories, but also like educating through there, showing up, um, giving some free resources, but also like educating in general. So now that I have the time, um, I love to do like mentor sessions, um, any type of mentoring I've thought about coaching. I'm like kind of love, into it. But I'm, so exciting. I know I'm kind of fun. So we'll see. Um, I was going to host some workshops in 2020, but, um, yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll that. see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that happens this year. Hopefully, by the end of the year, we can do some um, bigger in-person stuff. But um, yeah, now I can really focus on that and actually like, as in you know that's education side, but also the side of photography is like really connecting with my dream couples and like really being picky about who I want to work with. Because I don't know about you, but like when I first start getting inquiries for like the first of the year for the next year. I'm like, okay, I got to book up because I don't know how many, you know, will be here. And I tend to take on weddings that really aren't, you know, fulfilling for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I'm really trying to focus on, you know, deep diving with those couples before they even book me. So I actually just had a phone call today and it was, you know, 45 minutes long with a couple like going through. 
Yeah, just like going through their wedding day and what they're expecting and what they want and what they're envisioning and seeing if like that's something that I can, you know, provide for them. And if I can't, if I'm like, you know what, I'm not the right person, I'm definitely going to send it somewhere else just so, you know, they can have the perfect wedding day. But if it is a match, I'm like, okay, let's deep dive. Let's do this. Like, let's shoot your engagement session in Nevada. Let's have a big backyard, beautiful wedding. Like, um, so I like really want to put my energy into my couples and into my mentees as well. I love that. And I think I just, I love hearing about people like really putting their energy into things they love in their business, because I think that is when your business just becomes so fun and fulfilling and like what it really should be is just prioritizing the things that you genuinely love. Um, so a lot of education, a lot of couples, it sounds like, which I love, um, and I, I think that's, I love that you said that you like kind of send out couples that aren't a good fit to other people. I think people get really scared to do that, but it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you're going to be with that couple and plan with that couple for, you know, a year or so. So it's like, do you want to do that for a whole year or yeah. would you rather send it out to somewhere else where, where you know they would be happier or someone else could give them a, a better experience? Mm-hmm. And I think that's how people should think of it more is like, you're not doing anyone a disservice by saying you're not the best fit for them. Like in the long run, you're saving them, you're gifting them like a better experience with someone who's a better fit. So I love that. I think that's so awesome. Yeah, um, I agree. Okay, so I want to hear about, I want to talk about social media because you are, I know you said that's like one of the things you're really putting your energy into and your social media is like phenomenal. You provide so many incredible resources. And then on top of that too, I'm like, your engagement is wild. You have like such good engagement on Instagram. So I'd love to kind of like hear all about kind of what your like motivation is on Instagram and how you like connecting with your audience. Cause you have such a loyal community. Like it's every time you post anything helpful, which is like everything you post, people are so engaged. They're so excited to hear from you. And I'd kind of love to hear about your journey to building such a like beautiful and loyal community. You are so sweet. I'm like beaming. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, true. I mean it. <laughs> You're so sweet. That's literally like the nicest compliment though, because that is what I've like wanted to do for the longest time. And for like, I will say, okay, going backwards, like when I first started my account, I really wanted to keep it very formal. I wasn't sure if like I should mix, you know, my personal with my, you know, business page. And it was, I was at one point, like I had a couple people who were following me on my personal page, I was like thinking about getting rid of it. And they were like, no, you can't because I really love connecting with you and what you're talking about on your personal page. And I was like, oh, there is my like, you know, uh, light bulb moment. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just do that on my business page. And so I did. And I think it like made me connect with people on a whole other level because you know, if I'm sharing about my life, um, while also sharing my work, you know, people can also fall in love with me as well as my work. And I mean that in like the most, you know, (laughs) platonic way. No, I totally get what you're saying. (laughs) Yes. And it's just like, I want people to know me and like understand me and understand where I'm coming from before they even book me or even if they don't work with me, even if I just like, 
run into them on the street and they can say like, oh my gosh, I understand you and I know you and like, I feel you and I, I vibe with you. Like that, that is what I want. And I want to create a community that is supportive and that can connect with each other on, on ways that like we never thought possible on social media. Um, and I will say like, I have been very, very open about tough topics on social mm-hmm. media. Um, and this is like, I don't know how to say this, but it kind of like before it was cool. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of trendy, but it's, but that's a trend that I'm okay with. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a good, yeah, it's a good trend. Um, yes, yes. And not trendy in a bad way, but trendy in like a good way. But I was definitely like opening up on social media years and years and years ago, like before I started my photography account um, about like um, going through my eating disorder. I've been through really toxic relationships, um, I guess past relationships, and then just like motherhood, mother, motherhood as well. Mm-hmm. Um but going through that, like talking about, you know, the real, real, um, especially in motherhood, that's kind of when my account grew so much, um, is talking about pregnancy and talking about like going through the birth process and, and especially after that, the postpartum process. Mm-hmm. And even now, like reflecting back on it, I think I just wrote a post like not too long ago about like looking back and now realizing that I had postpartum depression and not mm. even understanding that I did have it then. Um, and just being real about that stuff. And I think it connects us on, like I said, a whole other level because you see that person for who they are and at what they're showing up as mm-hmm. and not just like the pretty, pretty, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, and I always tell people too, I think that right now, especially during COVID, like before as well, just because we're so social media driven, but like, especially now during COVID, we have such fewer ways of connecting with people. So I think now more than ever, people really want to connect with people on the internet. And like, I know when I purchase things from people, like I'd much rather purchase something from someone that I have a connection to as a human than like just liking their pretty photos on the internet. Um, But I think that showing up can be really intimidating. Um, And I know it was for me for a long time. It still is sometimes I'm like, do I want to tell people that like, I'm kind of a messy human and like, I'm not a professional all the time. Um, What advice would you have for people that are running their social media right now just as like a business marketing tool and they're not really sure like how to show up or like how to start building connections with other people like what would you advise them on kind of overcoming that fear and doubt when it comes to being you know a real human on the internet yeah um I will say straight out of the gate that I I still get very intimidated showing up I still get like nervous about putting my face out there And it's gotten easy. It's gotten to the point where, yes, I can talk to my camera like I'm talking to a friend, but Mm -hmm. I still get nervous putting myself out there and putting my ideas and my morals and my values and everything out there for people to dissect. Um, But I would say for someone who's just starting to like want to connect with people in that way, just show your face every once in a while. You know, I'm not giving you a limit on like, you have to show up four times a week at Mm -hmm. 2 p.m. But at least like say hi, take a selfie, um, take a boomerang, (laughs) like anything just to like let people know 
that you are you behind your business. Because the people who's, um, the, even people that I mentor or people who message me randomly and have like a logo for their um, photo and I go to their p- page and I like try to find them and I'm like, where are they? I don't know who's talking to me. I don't, I can't even picture them. I can't even yep. like put a face to words. And, and it, by doing that, by like putting your face out there, um, by showing up a little bit more, you can absolutely create a connection with somebody that way just by putting your face because they're going to be like, oh yeah, that's Grace. So I I would say, yeah, just the first thing you can do is just show up and that can be like once a week. I love that. Um, And you do such a good job of that. And I think that's literally one of the best pieces pieces wow of advice for like small businesses is I'm like show your face like I should be able to go to your profile and know who you are um and I think we get really wrapped up in social media being a marketing tool rather than it literally just being a social media like it's literally just to be social and get to know people um and the less you take this like or the more you take this businessy pressure off of it, the more fun and genuine and then in turn profitable it actually turns. Yes, I agree with that as well. And it's just like, you can connect with people who you never thought would like me and you. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like, you live in Iowa. Like we would have never connected without the internet. Yes. Yes. It's just me fangirling over Eden. Oh Um, my gosh. Stop. No, (laughs) uh, but no, really like you can just connect with people. And to, to be completely honest, I used to be so scared of reaching out to other people on social media, especially like you or like bigger name photographers who I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're so good. Like that's crazy. So I've like trying to step out of my comfort zone and like send a voice message or send like a video and just say hi and be like, Hey, I love your stuff. You're doing a great job. Um, so like, that's how like easy it can be to connect with someone. And I think sometimes we put up barriers, uh, you know, for ourselves and be like, you know, you have to stay in this type of way in this type of line, you have to stay in this line. And we really don't, we can like do whatever we want. Ooh, I love that. I want to dive into that a little bit more because this is like my favorite thing to talk about with business owners is that I'm like, there are no rules in your business. No rules. Like (laughs) you literally, that's like the whole point of owning your own business is the only rule there is, is that you run it legally and like everything else is up to you. So I would love to know like, what are your favorite ways like what are unconventional ways that you run your business? Like what is it that you've done to your business to make it yours? Maybe like a rule that you feel like you've broken with marketing or process or anything like that. Like I'd love to hear what makes your business your business. Oh, I would say, I, I mean, truthfully, like the just being in the friend zone with people and not showing up, you know, you know, with all the couples and like it literally anyone who reaches out though, I like, I had someone message me today and we'd been chatting and she was like, I love how you show up, even though like you have this many followers, but you still talk to us. Like there's only 400 of us. And I'm like, yes, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. Because like, I will take five minutes to like chit chat with someone who messages me and like, ask me a question, you know, if it's not rude or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it just like being friendly with people. And we get a rep here in Iowa because, you know, being very nice, it's called being Iowa nice. Um, But 
I would say like, I take that to a whole nother level and genuinely, genuinely like see people for where they're at. So especially if like someone messages me and they're like, I don't know what camera to get. And I'll just be like, Hey, you know, instead of ignoring them, mm-hmm. you know, and just like letting them figure it out, I'll be like, okay, you know, I have tons of resources. Here's this, this, this go to my frequently asked questions on my highlights, but like, let me know if you need anything. I'm here to help. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. And just being like an open book and a resource for them or just someone they could turn to and be like, you know, oh, I'm struggling with this. Like, what can I do, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to be, you know, there as a person that's like not only a business resource, but like a friend. Love you know? that. Yeah. I love, and that's like what it seems like so silly because it's like, yeah, why, like, what else would we use social media for? But it's gotten so twisted and so, like, oh out gosh, of control yes. how we look at our social media. So I love that. And I think valuing every single person that, like, I don't know, that values you is so important um, and, like, so valued. I, lo- I love that. Um, yeah. Okay. So I would love to know, oh my gosh, I'm like, you have this team you have you're doing education now I'm like you have your hands in so many things I love it so I'd love to know like what's next like I love asking people like what their resolutions or goals are for this year because I think everyone's shifted a lot obviously last year (laughs) um so I'd love to know like what's next like what are you prioritizing right now in your business how is that showing up in your personal life like what's what's on the docket for you yes I am I'm like moving forward and putting a lot of stones in the education basket. Um, I really, really get fulfilled when I teach others and when they, you know, come back and they're glowing and they're like, I did this and it worked. Like that Mm -hmm. is something that is so fulfilling to me. So I really, really want to focus on that stuff. Um, I'm actually not taking a ton of weddings for 2022. Yeah. Kind of cutting it back a little bit. Um, from like 30 to like five or six. So um, I really just want to focus on like my team giving an amazing experience um, and just kind of like giving the grace experience. But, you Mm -hmm. know, and and I'm obviously I still talk to those couples and still help with planning and everything. um, But then have my amazing team step in and shoot for me. Um, But yeah, I really want to dig into that education role. And um, personally, I just want to travel a lot. <laughs> for the- <I> that. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's been really tough. Um, last year I was actually supposed to shoot half of my weddings were destination weddings. So I had mm-hmm. nine, um, and I only got to shoot two. So I was oh so my sad. Gosh. I know. I literally have never flown so little in my, yes. <laughs> in my whole life than this last year. Yes. Yes. And a big thing for my husband and I, when we had kids uh, or a child, um, but we want to continue to have more, but we really, we sat down and we said, okay, you know, our lifestyle is very like travel central. um, And we want to make sure that like, when we have kids, we still want to continue to do that. So we're very lucky. We got to bring Pfeiffer on a few trips um, in 2019, uh, right after she was born. Yeah, we took her to Hawaii and Colorado and California, and we want to continue to do that just to like bring, you know, make more memories and make sure that like she can experience new cultures, new foods, um, just like getting out there and doing new things. Like even as a young person, I think that really like shapes you as a person. So I want her to experience that and maybe kids 
down the road experience that. But that is something that we're looking forward to this year, hopefully being able to give her more experiences like that. Oh, I love that. And I love that that's such an integral part of like who you are as a person. And so it's become such an integral part of your business. I think that's like the smartest thing that people can do is like figure out what they really love personally and then find a way to like have your business support and encourage that too. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yes, that's definitely what I wanted to do. <laughs> Ooh, well, I'm so excited to see all of these things. Um, and I'd love to know as we kind of like wrap up, um, I'll get to like, I want to hear, make sure that we get everyone your information by the end of this so that they know where to find you. They know where to find all the things. Um, but to close out, I would love to know like what the best piece of advice is that you've ever been given random can be related to what we just talked about, whatever comes to mind. Yes. So, um, the best piece, best line of advice that I've ever gotten is from the photographer that I second shot under in LA. Um, he's from New York. He's very like straightforward, if you know what I mean. Um, yes. And I was very young. I had no idea what I was doing and he was very experienced. He did a lot of like very high end weddings. And when I was first starting, he told me, he was like, you do you and fuck the rest. Love it. So Yes. And I was like, okay. But then we really dived into it. And he was like, no, really, like you keep your head down and you do what you're meant to do in your business. And like, look at your business and don't compare yourself. Don't like get into any other one else's businesses. You just like do what you need to do for your life. So I was like, all right, I got this. And like, I've been doing that ever since and living by it ever since. Oh, I love, I'm like, I needed to hear that. Thank you for sharing. I think that's like one of the dark sides of social media is that you always, there's so many of us in the industry. So I love that. Like the best thing you'll ever do for your business is just make it your own. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. Ooh, I love that. I'm like, I'm going to print that, put it on my mirror, look at it every day, (laughs) remind myself. I love it. Okay. So tell us, Grace, where can we find you on the internet? Where can people follow along with your journey? Yeah. You can find me at Grace T Photography on Instagram. And then my website is just gracetphotography.com. Perfect. Okay. And I'll make sure to link that in the show notes for you so you guys listening can find Grace as well. And Grace, thank you so, so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you, Eden. It was so fun. Oh my gosh. It was so good to finally meet you. So thank you for being on and sharing all your little nuggets of wisdom. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. 